come up to the last spot in line. They're all in line. We're ready for the start. They're off in the Kentucky Derby. Maximum security in Vacoma had good beginnings, and they go out to the early lead in long-range Toddy's Posto, and there goes Bodie Express on the outside into the early mix. Will is there, too, as they come to the final furlong. It is Country House on the outside. Maximum security, so dead game. He keeps meddling on. Maximum security. Country House went two down to the line. Maximum security wins the Kentucky Derby. And then it was Country House second, followed by Cotterwater third. And in behind them, Master Fencer, who was closing late inside of Tacitus. It's Maximum Security. He's never lost a race, and he wins it under Louise Science. There is an objection that has been posted on the board, so it is unofficial for the moment. There you see the unofficial order of finish. He did come out at the top of the stretch, nearing the top of the stretch. He impeded the one-horse war of will. Mm -hmm. Maximum Security moved out of lane before he was clear, forcing the rider of number one war of will to check up a little bit. They disqualified him. They did. So for the first time in the history of the Kentucky Derby, the horse that crossed the line first has been disqualified. After the objection, Country House wins the Kentucky Derby with Flavian Pratt at 65 to 1. You think he should have stayed up? I don't know. One of the longest shots in history to win the Derby. After one of the longest waits ever after the Derby. Greetings, grandstanders! We're back from the extremely long sabbatical. Uh, yeah, we're back. It's the first weekend in May, so now is as good a time as there ever was to reignite the fires of the grandstanding uh, uh, grandstanding life world etc um yeah we've been, we've been gone for a while a lot has happened since uh since we last spoke and you know i want to i want to uh, before before getting into anything i want to dedicate this episode to the the hardcore grandstanders who have been asking us for another episode um it's it's i'm being completely serious now it's very endearing and very nice to hear people say hey um, no more episodes. Hey, when's when's the next episode? When are you gonna? And you know, really random people too asking me. Um, I don't know. I'll ask the profe if he if he ever gets that. He's he's out in New York. I feel like our our, our crowds over here, but in in San Diego. But in any case, I do get asked a lot about when the next episode is gonna drop. And well, here it is. This is dedicated to all you hardcore grandstanders. Uh, we're a small bunch, but a dedicated and committed bunch. Um, but yeah, a lot has happened. Um, before we get into all the things that have happened, let me uh, introduce El Profesor. How are you, Profe? I'm good. Um, and I, and I, you know, I actually don't thank those people. I think they're really inconsiderate because we're all busy and we have lives, and and they're sitting there putting pressure on us, you know, to to do something, and um, you know, it's not that easy. 
it actually is not that easy um, to 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 put this together and act like a jackass for an hour to talk. Talking's yeah. not easy. No, it's not. Um, especially when you have like a life and stuff. But in any case, it's nice to hear, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Today in the grandstand studio, we have a um, uh, our our our, uh, our one of one of our correspondents, one of our ushers, one of the living legends of the grandstand scene. Uh, here in the actual, in the flesh, in the studios, in the grandstand studios, profe, we have the one and only, the man who's probably seen more celebrities than you can even think of, uh, and has the pictures to prove them, to prove it, Rafaga de Palmer in the house. Everybody, uh, good to be back, uh, waking up, but I'm really happy to be here, and uh, testament to what these guys said about putting this together, uh, I got dragged off the couch at about 6 in the morning today after drinking tequila all night, which I never do. So, um, yeah, it's, it's hard work. It is hard work. Thanks for having me. Yeah. From from El País Grande del Sur, Rafael Palmer in the house. Thank you for being here. Uh, Profe, can I, just, can, I, can I just give a little recap of all the shit that has happened since we last talked? Yeah. Or not, maybe not a recap, but just a lot has happened. And, and you know, this is the first weekend in May, and, and this is always a very special time in, in, for, for us here at Grandstand. It's, 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 the, it's like the, it's the, it's the beginning of, of uh, I mean, I, I guess I could liken it to people, the way people feel about Christmas or the holidays or <clears throat> about whatever. But um, this is the, the most wonderful time of the year, right, Profe? Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, a lot's a lot's going on, and it's a good, it's um, it's like a good good starting point, right? It's kind of like a new like a New Year's of sports, right? And and you know it always kicks off with the Kentucky Derby. We'll be talking about that in a little bit, uh, and then of course the uh, uh, some some Mexicano fighting on uh, May on the May fifth weekend or or you know close to. Uh, we'll 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 get into that a little bit. Um, but it, it's kind of it's kind of like a hangover year this year, Profe, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year was was phenomenal, and um, I think it was it was inevitably going to be hard to top that because we had a triple crown. Yeah, which I attended. Uh huh. We had a a World Cup. Mm-hmm. We had. Um, I mean, those are two pretty big ones, right? Well, and the and then and the May fifth fight was, or the the that weekend fight was the Triple G Canelo fight, which was off the hook, right? Um, and 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 uh, so 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 here we are, uh, still grandstanding, even though it's a hangover year, and even though I mean there was some controversy, I guess. Uh, yesterday in the Derby, which which would I guess incite the passions or light the light the passions and, and the fires of of uh, of grandstanding, but I mean for the most part there really wasn't much to expect from from that Derby race that just occurred, and then also kind of you know there's no World Cup I guess we have a Gold Cup this year, but you know that's just for Mexico to win again, and I don't know how much fun that can be for everybody else. And uh, there is a Copa America, which I think uh, I think uh, Messi and company are finally going to win. 
but other than that, it's kind of, kind of, you know, or maybe in, uh, you know, one thing that I'm looking forward to is is hopefully Barcelona winning another Champions League title. So, as as even though it's it's a, 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 a waking up from a cruel hangover to to this new grandstanding season, there's already lots to talk about, lots to get into, and that's what we want to that's what we want to kick it off, and that's where we want to go today. And uh, Profe, if you could kind of can you give us a little a little uh, background on what happened in the Derby race? Because today we're going to be talking about um, a few things, but mostly, mostly how much I fucking hate instant replay or instant review or video assisted referee bullshit. So, Profe, can you can you tell us what happened yesterday at the race? Uh, yeah. So it was it was crazy. That I, I yeah I couldn't believe. Um, I can't believe what happened. Uh, so, you know, the Kentucky Derby was, was ran. Um, the favorite, his name was Omaha Beach, was a solid horse and was like the, yeah, the the agreed favorite by, by most experts, um, got scratched a few days, like a few days before the race. And so it kind of left the field pretty wide open as far as, you know, who, who could take it. Um the the favorite was a horse called uh, Maximum Security, owned by a the, by the West couple, who actually uh, is in San Diego. And so, I actually I picked that horse because well, one because of the owners from San Diego, and so it's like it's 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 like picking a hometown horse, but also because it's it. I we did watch some of his races before, and he's a. Uh, He's he's a, he's a solid horse, a good horse, who gets out ahead. And because this was, it was already known that this was going to be a muddy track. Horses that like to take the lead early have an advantage because you don't have mud being kicked up in your face the whole race. Um, mm-hmm. And so there is good reason to see that horse as as a favorite. And sure enough, as as a lot of people expected would happen, he he got up ahead. Maximum security in Vacoma had good beginnings, and they go out to the early lead in long range. Toddy's close to, and there goes Bodie Express on the outside. And on the, the turn mix. going so into the stretch. Uh, Wait, but that was in Omaha Beach. That was no Omaha Beach is, is out. Oh, I'm sorry. I this is maximum, uh, maximum security. Uh-huh. Um, which, what's up with. I, I wonder where they came up with that name, but. Um, prison. San Diego prison. horse, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trump support in San Diego. Yeah, well, and then and so there was another um, another. They also had another horse in the race called Game Winner, who I also had money on. Um, and Game Winner is trained by Bob Baffert. Um, I personally thought I thought Game Winner really was the. I thought that horse was really going to win, and he actually ran a, a really bad race. It came in in fifth, but um, well, he came in fifth after this whole shit show that ended up happening so on the turn maximum security veered into the path of the horses to his right um and that's not you can't do that that's that's against the rules and so he obstructed them basically and and by doing it to the horse next to him um i believe is war of will that ended up making that horse have to get into the path of another and so it kind of leads to this like this domino effect and uh, but while watching the race, nobody saw this. Like no one was watching and thinking, "Oh shoot, that's you know." Some and a lot of times you can see it, and as you're watching the race, like right there, you see it and you know, like, "Oh, dude, that, that horse is going to get disqualified." Um, no one saw it. 
and it was subtle and the jockey did a really good job of it, it wasn't the jockey who did it it was the horse and afterwards the jockey said the horse was getting startled by the, the the crowd started getting really loud and the horse got startled and that's why he kind of veered off his path and and you could see the jockey very immediately put him back into his lane so he won he he won the race but it was close and the, and and the horse that came in second was this super duper long shot, sixty-five to one odds horse ridden by by a French jockey, uh, Flavian Pratt, who's a really good jockey. So he um, and that was it. Maximum security won. People, the, the crowd is going crazy. A lot of people had picked him to win. Um, it was a good race. It was exciting going into the stretch and all that. But Pratt, the jockey, made the complaint that hey, I was obstructed and. And that when if if the jockey makes that complaint, it goes to a team of, of stewards who have to review it. Um, and and at first nobody thought too much of it, but once that review process, it ended up taking twenty three. So talk like um, you know we complain about instant replay like killing the flow of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a twenty three minute review, and so for twenty three minutes the broadcast is finding all types of ways to fill that time and questioning. And you have now, uh, you know, they're talking to trainers and to and, and experts or whatever, and everyone's giving their opinion. Um, Was it riveting? Yeah. I watched the race. I didn't watch any of the, the stuff that followed. I didn't even know that there was a – Mario told me like four hours later while I was cooking dinner, and he's like, he's like, can you believe what happened? like, yeah, dude, that horse ran like a fucking madman. That was like – I mean, that was an amazing show, the way he just pulled up in front and just didn't look back. And, yeah. and four hours later, I'm like, what? And I thought he was fucking with me. And sure as shit. It's like, a horse named Country Croc won. Country House. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, real, real quick, uh, what do you think? I, I really like the way that, that uh, the horse uh, Bodie Express, who hasn't, has yeah. never won a race, ran. What do you think? You think he, that it needs a better trainer, a better jockey? I mean, that horse ran, like, real good, but it just kind of is lacking something. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I know that I, that horse didn't interest me when I was looking at the, like, looking at the horses before, to make my pick. Um, I didn't see anything that really, like, stood out about it. But um, but that horse was part of that whole situation. That horse was, was um, his path was impeded, too. So take take us to the twenty after twenty three minutes. What occurs? So, well, what's what was really interesting too was talking to, um, talking to the jockey of um, of maximum security. He like he did not make a good case for himself. Like he, you could tell he was nervous, and you know, like um, like what's a. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like an example off the top of my head, but we'll say like in boxing, for example, when when a boxer gets asked like, "So, do you think, you know, do you think you won?" And every boxer is adamant. No, even if they they got their ass kicked, is adamant. Yeah. They're like, "Of course, I won." Um, so this jockey, they're asking him like, "Well, dude, do, do you do you think this is valid? This objection is valid?" And he was kind of like, uh, "No, not really, but maybe, kind of." Um, and so, and he was nervous, dude. He was nervous. The trainer was nervous. Um, and then the, the trainer and the jockey of the other, of, of the horse that won, uh, country croc, he, um, they were, they were more like 
you know, more insisting, like, yeah, dude, that was bullshit. But even then, even the jockey, he was saying, they go, so do you think that cost you the, would you have won if it weren't for maximum security uh, veering off his path? And even the jockey for uh, for Country House so it said, mm, I'm not sure, maybe. <laughs> you know, so, maybe. Um, so maybe uh. that's something about the, I think the, like baseball, the horse racing um, uh, scene is, is one of great humility. So yeah, after the 23 minutes, they announced it and they, and, and you just heard, yep, uh, maximum security has been disqualified. And the, the, yeah, you just, the huge gasp from the crowd, majority of which had money on maximum security, um, and very small, small, small percentage of people there actually had, um, expected this country house horse to win. First time ever, first time in 145 years that this has ever, that the winner of the Kentucky Derby has ever been disqualified. Really? Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot, BJ fucking replay. In recent history, what? Oh, well, I mean, fucking VAR is a very recent history thing. But when has that made such an outcome, like such an effect on the outcome? Because I mean, in soccer, like, hey man, you get a bad call at, at the fifteenth minute, like it's still up to you to fucking play hard for another seventy-five. You know, uh, you bad call in baseball in the third inning. You know, it's like, yeah, maybe it's a two-two ball game makes it a three-two ball game. You still have six innings of baseball to play, you know? Why, like, has there been one where it's a fucking Super Bowl winning touchdown, a fucking, the last call, that was that a foul or was that a home run kind of call? Like, in baseball, is, is this the first time it's been such an immediate impact on the outcome? Well, yeah, no, that's that's true. Like, with, with and, I, and I think that's why, that has to be why the, the review process took so long because they realized like this is um yeah exactly it's part it's, of the legacy yeah this is, exactly. minutes, the owners thought that they fucking their horse won they're they're the first time winners they would have been first time winners yeah that's 23 minutes that you think you're going home with the million dollar purse that's 23 minutes that jockey thought he was going to get a bonus that's 23 millions and uh, 23 minutes where you're like man we're gonna win the fucking triple crown and now it's like 23 minutes later, none of that is a reality for you whatsoever. Yeah. No, in 23 nerve wracking minutes, they were, they were all just, they were all sweating bullets. I mean, should we accept that as part of the, the drama of the game? Would that be one way of like considering the, a case for this fucking annoying ass video assistant referee technology? I mean, could you get behind that? Could, what, could both of you be like, oh, this is something that I've now accepted as part of the game and I'm going to enjoy it the same way I enjoy the game? Or, I, I'm sorry, I think it's fucking annoying and I think it's bullshit. What do you guys think? We, we've fallen, as San Diego sports fans have fallen victims to, I think a lot of us would like to say, intentional bad calls by refs, umpires, you, judges, whoever you want to whatever you want to call it, whatever the sport it is. We've been victims to that many, 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 many times. I think many more times than a team like the Yankees or somebody like that. And um, and now, fuck, dude, like, we would have won the game yesterday had it not been for the fucking instant replay. Like, that ball went foul, <laughs> but somebody, but homeboy 
But in everybody else's eyes, homeboy, even the umpire's eyes, homeboy hit a fucking double and cleared the, the bases. And uh, it was clearly a it foul was ball. Clearly foul. <laughs> it was clearly foul by like fucking six inches. But nevertheless, like that was a call in the field. That was a call when homeboy fucking caught the home run at Wrigley. Like it's all the you know. And we could have caught a break against the Dodgers yesterday, but but we didn't. So that's uh, part of being a San Diego sports fan, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think it's. It's it's especially uh, a problem when when if we're going to use instant replay, but then at the end it's still very like it's. it's I mean, I, I don't know how subjective I would say it is, but but everyone has watched the tape over and over and over of of say going back to to this race, um, and you still have like a split audience on that. Like you still have a split verdict. There's still people today um, who believe that that was a, a terrible call to to disqualify him. And then you mm-hmm. have others who, after watching it, go, mm, "Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's a that's a valid call." I think if it's ever that when it's that close, you can't overturn. Like you can't reverse. Um, uh, when if it's if it's like that, you have to just go with with you know, the, the, how it ended, um, in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially cause th- those, these type reviewing, um, reviewing those type of incidents in horse racing is common. They, it happens all the time. And that was, that's the thing that, um, they did ask the trainer of maximum security. They said, if this were a Tuesday, you know, just at whatever, like at Santa Anita or whatever, um, for just a regular, you know, low stakes race, um, would, would this be, you know, would they likely, uh, have disqualified maximum security? And even the trainer kind of acknowledged like, yeah, 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 I guess it's, you know, the, the big part of it was, should you allow instant replay in this way, the way that, that, that this all unfolded, should you allow that to determine the fate of a race? with the big the stakes of a Kentucky Derby. No. No. Never. No. So whatever the call on the field is, that's what the call on the field is. Sometimes you're going to win, sometimes you're going to lose. I mean, we talked about this in the lead up to this, profe. What the fuck are we teaching our kids? You know? What what what's the lesson here? That like through technology we'll we'll reach some kind of we'll, we'll reach some uh, level of objectivity. And you know what life 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 is really like we're just going to keep working really hard and one day we'll make it fair and we'll just help we'll outsource we'll outsource our objectivity to computers and we'll get it right eventually. I mean, life is fucking unfair. That's part of fucking life. Sometimes it just fucking doesn't work out and it's unfair. Like how 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 else how else can we learn that lesson if not through sport? I mean, really. It's just I think we've just taken this way too fucking far. The fairness thing has just gotten way out of fucking control. What do y'all think? Am I just my full of shit right now? I don't know. There, there was a time where you could, uh, you, you made fun of kids that played t-ball because there was no winner and everything was fair. And uh, professional sports is becoming a bunch of fucking t-ball teams where it's like guys are making a ton of money and their feelings get hurt and. 
you know, like, and if you're the highest paid player in the league, like, refs and umpires and shit, like, kind of bow down to you. And before, it's like, there's an umpire. It's like, this is like, it's like, welcome to my house, motherfucker. I make the rules here, and whether you like them or not, you know, too bad. People used to get bad calls at home all the time. That shit doesn't happen anymore. Except for the Padres. What do you think, profe? <laughs> um, Have yeah, we it, gone fucking into the weeds here, or deep end? I, I think f- fairness is it's of course it's a good that's a that's a great ob- objective to you know try to try to uphold and preserve for for a group like whatever for a group of people um but i think and this is something that we'd we'd mentioned before um i don't think i think we should only step in and and regulate and and try to to try to maintain a, a degree of fairness on say for example like within a game um i think we should only step in and and create boundaries to to prevent uh corruption from corrupting like the essence of the game um and what the game is all about but i don't think i think we we start overstepping our boundaries when we when we're trying to um, establish fairness by um, by trying to correct the the natural inevitability of human error. Humps, umps are going to make mistakes. Refs are going to make mistakes, and that's and they're they're players on the field too. They're part of the game too, and mm-hmm. and it'll go it'll go one way for you one day, and it'll go the other way on uh-huh. another day. That's uh-huh. that's a part of the game, and like you're saying, that's part of life. And sometimes it's not fair, but but we leave it up to we leave it up to human error. That's that's part of what makes the game beautiful. Um, we don't need to try to fix that. We should try to fix like when the mafia is involved and paying off refs and you know and and gambling situations and all that. That's yeah. Um, uh, even like I I'm so torn on the issue of steroids, but even that like that's a good that's a valid. Um, and that's not getting into instant replay, but just like efforts to 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 make the game fair um but it, yeah i think only to protect the uh, protect corruption taking over a game is when when i'm okay with it not not when a ref makes a bad call on a on a you know on a double but you could argue that the case for instant replay is born out of this idea of equality and justice because, you know, because the mafia can buy a ref who can give you that shitty call. So I feel like the, the driving force or the, 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 the point of departure for a lot of people who want uh, for people, uh, not a lot, for, just for, for, the, for the folks who, who believe in video assisted refereeing. I think that it. Do you think it's born from born out of that out of, out of that what you're just saying now, like to, to to precisely to prevent that kind of corruption? I feel like it goes way beyond that. It starts there, and that's kind of why we all are, are sort of okay with it. But at, when it's all said and done, it, it it does not come from that. It comes from like a a way deeper, more neurotic sense that are part of ourselves that we, we really are fucking obsessed with fairness in this society right now. And it's like, Oh shit, look, we have this, we have this camera. Let's, let's just, let's, let's, let's look at the camera. But even that can be fucking subjective. Don't you think? I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we saw that, that we saw that yesterday with the Derby. Um, 
Yeah, well, but but I do. It is it is partly born out of um, maybe even lar- largely born out of out of that desire for to establish fairness. Um, but you can do that in you can do that in in a variety of ways. You don't have to like. Um, sometimes you you end up. I think what we end up sacrificing um, when we rely on on certain forms of instant replay, then it's not worth um, our effort to to have fairness. When you know we can even how effective is it? To be, at the end of the day, and is it worth what we're sacrificing? And I don't think it is. Rafa, how would you feel if last night there was an instant replay of you doing something stupid at the bar, and then and then you're like, you swore you did this, but the video assisted referee says like, nope, nope, you were you were in the wrong. I mean, but like you you got away with it, you cleared you cleared customs, you were good. You know what I'm saying? Your story, everybody, you know, it was good, and in everyone's perception. You were the you you were the good guy, but then you did look at the bar, and all of a sudden, nope, maybe it was your fault. I mean, how would you feel about that? Uh, defeated, I'd be pissed. Like, why, why, why does it even exist? I don't know. I, I I personally do not like instant replay, and I think it's uh, maybe there's there and not maybe they're definitely two very unrelated issues. But I compare the. The I like to bring in the two elements of fantasy football and instant replay together to they have ushered in the snowflake era of sports. <laughs> and it's just uh, with fantasy football, you brought more people into sports that wouldn't be watching football, wouldn't it? And then all of a sudden, like, hey, that's a bad call. And it's like, hey, now they got instant replay. And all those people are completely okay with it. And all those beer drinking, beer belly people who have been watching sports all their lives don't give a shit about instant replay and don't care because we all grew up playing sports and we've all been victims of bad calls. We've all been victims of bad umpires, bad refs and everything. And it's just another element to interest people that believe in the fairness of the game. And, and a quick question to add to what we're talking about. What is the system of punishment now? Like now there's instant replay do like, Okay, you got it wrong on the field, but we help you get it right in the studio. So, what does do they still like before an umpire makes a bad call and he gets the fucking Milwaukee Minnesota circuit through the summer and doesn't umpire the entire it's fucking September comes and he's going home. You know, he's not going to umpire any playoff games. Um, is that system still in place? Does he like you don't like? Do they get fined? Do they shit? get fined? Do they get in trouble still? I mean, I was used to like. You you see a few replays during the game, but there's no time, so you got to move the game on, so you don't see the clear replays back <clears> in the day. <throat> and then you watch ESPN, the late edition with Chris Berman, and Chris Berman just lays into that umpire. And I was like, yeah! And all of a sudden, everyone's talking about Chris Berman's take on what really happened. Now it's like an instant thing. It's like, and and Chris Berman would always make that call, like, hey, that umpire, that ref, oh, that's his last game in, like, in a big market. You know, like, it, was, it was like a bad call against the Yankees. Like, well, that's the last time he's going to umpire in New York this season. Definitely not going to umpire any playoff games. Does that system still exist? Because technically, I mean, calls, you have to be, like, picky with, like, which calls you review now because you only get so many reviews, but... I mean, you bring up a good point. Are they? Are they? Are, since since now they have this large safety net, are are they going to be less scrutinized? I mean, how would you feel as a ref if you got a pinch of fucking computer there to like 
correct you in case you made a fucking split second mistake decision. You know, uh, I don't. I mean, again, I, I've made it very fucking clear how I feel about this. But, Profe, what do you make of Rafa's uh, 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 theory? Yeah, I, I don't know what the like if, there, if there's if there's been any change to that um, to the punishment process. But I, what I would imagine it. It's probably leading to less uh, refs and umps um, being punished. <clears throat> or, yeah, may, or, or I wonder if, if I wonder if like what if that's a bad look on that ends up being like a knock on you as a ref or ump is like the amount of challenges your your calls have had. Oh, probably that's true. Yeah, and that's like something like if if you have a bunch of challenges on your record. It's like, yeah, no, you're not, you're not doing the Super Bowl, dude. But there are other things that make a great ref, right? That go beyond making the fucking exact perfect call, right? Um, so let's not forget that, you know, the, the the composure that a referee can have on the field can control the tempo of any fucking game. Doesn't matter what the fucking game is. The 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 vital important. I mean, we've talked about this before here, but you know. So, so we're gonna throw out a, a, an excellent ref that got a shitty fucking call or made a few shitty calls, you know, because of the fucking computer. But this ref is excellent at controlling the 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 the, the tempo and the and the the integrity of the game on the field. You know, like you have an awesome umpire that keeps it fucking sharp and straight and makes the you know we miss how beautiful an umpire or a referee can or or or, or you know a, a, an impartial judge can make a game and the flow and the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. But now we're like, oh, that's, a, you know, I mean, have a fucking computer do that, you know? How are you going to fucking do that? I mean, I'm just saying, like, yeah. it'd be nice to be like, all right, just let the computer be the ref. I'm like, but the computer can't be on the field to provide the the necessary, like, the, the be the Virgil through the narrative of the fucking experience that is the game. So, I mean... I just, I just, there's, there's, I've been wrong about a bunch of things and I'm going to, you know, I've like had to like eat my words, but this is probably one that I'll fucking die hating forever. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting if, if we, like what I'm hearing here in, in this conversation is it's this call for, um, for preserving the establishment, right? And a call for preserving the establishment and, and knocking and 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 criticizing the movement of people who want to create change, um, which is interesting, right? It's kind of like a reverse of mm-hmm. normally in our you know mm-hmm. political lives mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. we feel about things. And so in this case, we're the old guard, and mm-hmm. and these pesky youngsters with their technology, um, we're saying they're you know <laughs> like just hey man, just things are good the way they are. The system works. <laughs> Why are you trying to change it? Um, and you know, and 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 no, no coincidence that our president Trump, uh, he made sure to to tweet his feelings about the Kentucky Derby. Um, what did he say? Well, he he's he's on our side, right? And uh, he blamed, he blamed he blamed he blamed the Kentucky Derby. But listen to this, and and maybe this should make us reflect on 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 how we feel about this and, and why we do. Um, he said, President Trump on Sunday blamed, quote, political correctness for the decision. Of the <laughs> um, so if he were in this conversation, he would be, 
he'd 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 be saying everything we're saying. He, he'd and, be a belligerent with the rest of us. He'd be yeah. a big man right next to us. He says um, the Kentucky Derby decision. He spelled Kentucky wrong, by the way. The Kentucky <laughs> Derby decision was not a good one. It was a rough and tumble race on a wet and sloppy track. Actually, a beautiful thing to watch. Only in these days of political correctness could such an overturn occur. The best horse did not, in capital letters, win the Kentucky Derby. Not even close, exclamation point. <laughs> wow. That might be the first time I ever agree with Trump on one of his stupid tweets. How does that guy misspell on Twitter? Like, I, I, can, I can put try to spell Kentucky in my phone really fast, and I put Kentrusco or something, and it's still going to spell Kentucky for me. It's like, like what? Well, he probably uh, disabled autocorrect from his phone because he's he insists <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's right. Yeah. The uh, I back on on uh, subject here. I think uh, replay is giving is taking away mystique, authority, and power from from uh, judges, refs, umpires. I uh, have a real clear memory. We used to come home and watch WGN. We used to watch Say by the Bell, and before you can watch Say by the Bell after school, you had to watch the end of the fucking Cubs game the Cubs, plus the, yeah. the 10th inning, 30-minute review of the game. Yeah. And so we're watching a game, and uh, I think his name was Carl Sandberg, the first baseman of the Cubs at the time. Was that his name, Carl Sandberg? No, uh, Carl... Mark Grace, maybe? Uh, I don't, I don't Ryan know. Sandberg? Ryan Sandberg, there you Second go. Baseman. Second baseman. Second baseman, there mm-hmm. you go. He's arguing with the umpire, and he's, like, in his face, and the umpire, like, is not going to throw him out, but he's, like, walking away from him just, like, doing the, you better leave me alone, buddy, because you're getting close. And he turns around and he points at the MLB patch or the NL patch on his uh, on his shirt, and he's like, shows him like, I'm the boss, motherfucker. Like, I made the call. Like, get over it. Like, this is done. Like, let's play ball. And that just like fucking the guy lost his shit, and then he got thrown out. But he like just pointed at his little patch, like, I'm the boss, pal. And he uh, and that and that that doesn't that's no longer the case because now it's like. He's like, oh, you think I'm out? We'll see what the computer has to say about this. And he's like, and like, and then the fucking guy can go, I told you. He's like, I was safe. And like, and the umpire is now like, oh man, that was wrong. And like, and then they're like, that's now, exactly and, how I feel. That's exactly of, how I feel. In the era of three three hundred million dollar uh, fucking baseball players, now the umpire is like, hey, like, how you doing, Manny? How are you doing, Bryce? Like. And it's such a pleasure to be on the same field as you, you know? Bullshit. It's like it, it, they, they've lost their, their, their toughness and they're, I'm the fucking boss, my way or the highway, I think. Because now you can say, we'll see what the computer has to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Googling somebody. It's like, it's like being at a bar and being pissed and, like, you prove somebody wrong by quickly Googling it and be like, see, I told you. And it's, it's the same thing, you know? Man, well, is it so? You right now you said Google made me think of like of Twitter, like social media. Is this like uh, does this compare in any way to to our our growing culture of digging back, going back to the replay of things that uh, people said like ten years ago? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> being like, actually, you're not that good of a person. Um, exactly. Because look, we just reviewed the tape. We just reviewed your social media, and five years ago. Uh, you made a joke about yes, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is, and 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 we're gonna lose the power of persuasion because we don't have to fucking persuade anymore. You just go to the fucking instant replay. You know what? Like, 
Think about how many marriages are going to be ruined by instant replay. <laughs> okay? For what purpose? You know? Either for, for, for whoever, which one of the partners is persuading the other that, no, that wasn't me last night doing that thing, you know? Or, or, or no, that wasn't me, you know, uh, 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 yelling profanity across the street, you know, being a jackass. Um, I mean, you can persuade somebody into believing something that isn't, isn't necessarily what occurred, and shouldn't you get a fucking medal for that? No, again, I think um, I think Trump would agree with you one hundred percent. Sadly, on 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 levels like this, there's a lot of things that Trump and I would agree on. Sadly, but it's uh, damn it. So I basically I'm a piece of shit, is what you're saying. I, I mean, some people love love him. He's not an American citizen. He can't vote. It wasn't his fault. Just leave him alone. Uh, damn it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand I'm a piece of shit about this. I mean, but really, yes, that's exactly what it is, Prof. And that's an excellent uh, comparison or analogy uh, or, or, you know, it's 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 like calling somebody out for some shit they said as if you couldn't fucking change your mind about something, as if you couldn't, like, in the in the in the five years that transpired from from the moment you said something stupid that you couldn't become a different person that you didn't learn a lesson. I mean, all humans for the entire history of our fucking existence have probably done the same, right? Like yeah. said something stupid, done something stupid. You know how they say broadcasters. You know how broadcasters will say dumb shit. But then if you really ever think about it, if you had to talk for three hours or two or however long, you would say some stupid eventually. You know, yeah, it's just not gonna. It's just it's it's kind of like the fucking ref. You're gonna make a mistake. You're gonna say something dumb, right? So all of us, all of us, have said or done some fucking stupid. You know, and and I mean, we were talking about this before the episode started, but you know, has that has that made has has the ubiquity of fucking cameras and of instant replay and of Google and all this fucking bullshit um, has that made you know, has that made uh, like the players on the field, the refs, everybody extremely self-conscious to such a point that they're, you know, not only are they becoming soft, but they're just kind of fucking in a state of paranoia. So therefore, everybody just kind of like instead of fucking exposing and 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 putting it out there and and being hardcore, you know, we were talking about David Wells and partying and and you know those those kind of players don't exist anymore. Or at least they don't exist in the way that we envision they exist. They're doing it in private in their parties, like you said, playing video games. I mean, has that has that paranoia like reached its fucking like apex? And and do we like what what can we do as grandstanders to push back on that shit? There, there is this. Um, it's like this. We're we're becoming over overly concerned with with trying to establish like perfection. Right, like um, you have to be a perfect person in every aspect of you know of your life, and you can't, yeah, all this fear of what you're, what you'll be filmed having said or done or whatever, and then I and that's that's also what we're trying to do within the game, um, and again, it's just it's I I get the reasoning behind it and the the uh, the ideal like the it's it noble, from, it's noble, yes. the, the, yeah. the impetus behind it is noble, yes. for sure. Um, it's just uh, I don't see it as improving the game at the end of the day. No, I think it's naive. It takes away from a lot of heckling too. You know, when <laughs> you used to be able to afford to go to an entire homestand, you know, 
you know, five dollar tickets to a baseball game, uh, you you got to see that that umpire at first base the next day, and he's like, oh, there's that fucker when they announce the umpire and crew, you boo them, you know. It's a, <laughs> now you don't have that opportunity anymore because instant replay. He's like, ah, oh, he got it wrong. Poor guy. It's no longer that son of a bitch. Fuck that guy. And next time, and you remember that umpire's face, like, oh, that's that motherfucker right there. And now it's like, and it's like, ah, oh, he tried hard to get that call right, but you know, <laughs> luckily he had the computer. <laughs> you feel bad for the guy because he's got a hard. Uh, do you know a- now it's an automatic ejection if so if you chirp at the ump after the 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 rule is made after the replay. Mm-hmm. Um, if after that you still, yeah, bark at the ump or do anything, <clears throat> um, that's that's an automatic uh, ejection. Such crap. Remember that story I told you about um, um, <clears throat> uh, 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 how difficult inclusivity can be? Mm-hmm. Uh, how I was walking through uh, through a playground. And I saw these kids playing a game. And what I'm about to describe really was not it, – it, it, this is – I'm making all this up, but it really – it's not that off, far off from what really was happening. So there's children playing like a, a very obvious uh, team game. Two, two teams are playing each other on, on, a, on, a, uh, on a kickball field, on a, on a traditional diamond field that, you know, where, where a game that looks something like kickball or a variation of baseball, right? And – and 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 the somebody rolls a ball to a kid and the kid kicks it right, and the entire team runs the bases right, but then there's these cones in the at second base with like some hula hoops like like designed like a fucking pyramid structure on top of the cones, and some little fucking gordito comes and kicks the fucking kicks the cones and the things fall. The kids are running around the bases. There's two girls in the outfield making a making a paper mache toy. And they're putting it and they're throwing it into a basket. And then there's this, there's like the nerdy kid, like he's typing something on the iPad and, and like it shoots a ray into the sky. And then the kids are still running and they run home and I'm watching this whole thing develop. And I'm like, what the fuck is this game? And then the kids come, all they all come home. And then the kids who scored the run or whatever the fuck they did, they're cheering. But then the kids on the field are cheering too. And then I stop and all the kids are cheering on the field. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? You know? So I, I'm like, I go up to one of the kids and I'm like, who wins and who loses here? And they're like, kid looked at me. If I had asked him, like, you know, I don't, if I had asked him like a question about like most random fucking stupid, qu- he looked at me like his brain couldn't even manufacture an answer because it was like, what do you mean who wins and loses? Can't you see pendejo? This is, this is, this is about having fun. And I was fucking blown away by that. And I thought, it's hard to be inclusive of all of all peoples in within the context of, of life, you know. And we we try really hard. We're always trying to to be inclusive. And I think that I'm always going to be for inclusivity. Always going to be for like let's find a way to bring everybody into this fucking thing. But you know what? Sometimes you're just not going to fucking be able to be included. It sucks. Sometimes you're the fucking you're the sad fucking sap in the corner at, at a party that no one wants to talk to. Because you know what? You can't be fucking cool all the time. You know what? Sometimes you're sometimes you're just you're just fucking gonna be out. You're gonna miss out on shit. It's gonna suck. You know. And I, I think that 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 these neuroses that we have about fairness, 
they stem from this idea that we need to be inclusive of all peoples and all things. And although I agree and we have to keep trying and we've talked about, you know, we, you know, when we talked about the, the, the puto chant, you know, like how, we, you know, I am, I am, I'm against it. I stopped doing it at, at fields because I, I do, I do want to respect the, that, that one principle that we said, if it's hurtful and if it's a word that was meant to like uh, 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 hurt a, a certain group or marginalize a certain group, I, I get all that. I'm not going to say it. I don't say it. I stop saying it. Pussy. Um, I want inclusion. But in the meantime, it's so fucking – it comes across so stupid and clumsy, you know? And I, I think that there are other ways to be fair and inclusive without – Turning it without patronizing or or without without uh, 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 being so vulgar about how we try to reach that fairness and that inclusivity, and and I, I think instant replay, we there is there's going to be a pendulum that swings the opposite direction. We're going to discover the same way. We're going to discover at some point, at some point, we're going to fucking discover that all the statistics that there's gonna there's gonna be some manager that comes along and is gonna be like. You know, why'd you make that choice? He's be like, oh, I just went with my gut. And people are going to lose their shit and they're going to cream in their panties because they're going to be like, oh, wow, that's a new way of thinking of the game. You know, <laughs> the same way with instant replay. I think we're going to look at it one day and be like, God, you know what? It's so much better when we just let the artisanal like human on the field, like the human touch take care of it, you know? So in in our efforts to fucking make shit fair and to like instead of fucking getting all fucking crazy about like you know like let's 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 use a video camera for everything let's use google to review everything i think we should take a step back and be like what is this doing to us you know in our efforts to save ourselves from corruption and trying to be fair i think we're fucking doing something really stupid to the game any thoughts no, well well said for me, what I think is interesting about this, I think um, being able to to talk about this, I wonder how much going back to like how this, and not to say that that uh, replay and and these efforts in sports, um, you know, so neatly translate to other aspects of of life, but 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 in a way they do. Like we can kind of think about. Um, think about how there, there's these certain similarities in the, the, the way that we th- are thinking about this in with replay and, and the way we're approaching it. And if we were to think about why that is like, why, which I don't know, like I haven't, you know, maybe if anyone who listens to this is like a psychologist, um, like what is the, yeah. What are the reasons that we feel so strongly about this in this way? I feel like it could also help if we understood that, with with ourselves in this, it could help us uh, empathize and understand folks um, in our society who feel a certain way about certain issues, whether it be like immigration or whatever, like you know, uh, economic policy issues that call for a more equal distribution of resources. Maybe it. Us understanding this could help us understand them a little awesome. better and, and where they're coming from. <clears throat> yeah, not to, not that it, um, not justifying for them and making, but but just just no, I understand. Just yeah. Legitimately, just understanding better. It's never not about embracing change and about uh, about um, 
you know this the way this is the way the world is now. You know, sabermetrics has taken over baseball, and that's the that's the, that's the game. You know, I can I can sit here and bitch and complain about it for forever. You know, instant replay is here to stay, right? Um, and 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 you know, and, and that kind of goes to this quote. You know, if we want things to stay as they are, things will have to change, and that's part of you know for for baseball and and for sports to continue being part of the you know part of the the the, the 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 narrative that captivates and 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 helps us endure our times, you know, the, the, uh, for 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 grandstanders, then things will have to evolve and change. I think what I'm always going to say, and I think uh, uh, this this is dedicated to all the grandstanders who I always, you know, it's always really beautiful to engage in these esoteric conversations about sports with people who listen to the podcast, and it's it's always nice to have people come up and say, hey, that one thing you said. And you know, I didn't. I don't agree. And 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 obviously, that's the whole purpose of of this is to have this discourse. I know that, like, I take it to the deep end with like, trying to intellectualize it. And, and I'm I'm really happy to have uh, the profe and and people like Rafa to come in here and like and, and and bring it back to what it's really about, which is to have fun. Um, but I think the discourse, the lack of discourse, is what makes me so fucking angry. Um, and 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 the fact that we just kind of we accept changes and 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 we don't ever just we don't ever say like hey you know what no that's you know let, let's let's have a conversation let's really think about this not to stop it but just to have the conversation and what it means and what it implies and what 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 effects will it have and then what does that reflect about our own current neuroses and I think the reason instant replay gets on my fucking nerves so much is because it 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 hits that nerve where we're so fucking obsessed with fairness and with calling people out for shit they did 10 years ago. I think we need to let go of that shit. I think we really need to rethink how we look at those things. And, 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 you know, like Rafa was saying, you know, the, the, the gotcha mentality that we have with fucking Google, you know? Um, but what that means for instant replay and what that means for how we consume the game as grandstanders, I don't know. I mean, what do you all think? in a way if you grew up in a world where where you where you kind of come to accept that as you know life consists of uh all sorts of different actors some in bad faith um and and we exist in a unequal world and um where some have more than others and people get what they don't deserve and like we all of this is just we we've come to to accept in many ways. Um, and the people who don't accept that, the ones who are most adamantly against that and like devote their lives every day to rectifying those forms of, of cheating and unfairness. Um, you know, th- those are the people that push change. And at the same time, they're also the people that get under, get under a lot of our skins. Um, and it's, it's just, fu- but it's funny if at the end of the day, what they're advocating for is something that is in our benefit, but, mm-hmm. but we become so we come to accept the, you know, the status quo of, of inequality and unfairness. Yeah. Well, I think you nailed it and destroyed my argument in, <laughs> in 500 words or less, but you know, but you know <laughs> where, where, you know what I, the, the point that I'll lose it, is if WWF starts having instant replay. <laughs> <laughs> Stage thing of those. 
there's a my uh, my defensive lineman coach in high school told me told somebody one day and I'll never forget who he goes he's like get the hell off the field go find the book of life turn to page 454 scroll down to the middle and right there it says life isn't fucking fair get off my field <laughs> it's just like all right there we go dude life is not fair and like I'll never forget that and anytime something happens I just remember coach Arrow's going life isn't fucking fair get over it and I'm like yeah, there we go. Let's fuck the instant replay. You got a bad, bad call that day. Churchill was an alcoholic. Who cares? He fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck the small things. Like, look at the bigger picture. There we go. But I, 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 think, I think you're right, though, Profe, in that. I mean, although I agree with Rafa, and I'll probably... That'll, that's going to be my way of looking at life for a long time to come, unless something drastic happens. Uh... I, uh, but I think you're right, though, in that that the 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 cause is noble, and ultimately it does benefit us. You know, ultimately there is something 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 beautiful has to come from instant replay, right? From 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 video assisted refereeing that that will make me my words. You know, like uh, the Padres winning the World Series or Mexico winning the World Cup, and then I'll I'll have to just keep my mouth shut forever. You know what I'm saying? Um, because deep down inside, even though I'll probably like openly say no, that's that's just that's shitty. It shouldn't be that way. Deep down inside, I'll be really happy that it was fair and that we got the right call. And I think ultimately that's what we all want is fairness and for things to be for the right call to be made. Um, it's just how much are we willing to sacrifice for the sake of fairness? I guess. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know? That's and that's that's the issue there. I think because then then we end up in situations with the you know the emperor has the uh, has no pinche clothes, and and we're all like going like oh yeah, and and we're blinded by the fact that um, insisting too much on not just fairness, but insisting too much on 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 democratizing and 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 outsourcing uh, the human experience to to computers and to devices that would have us uh, that would free us from the burden of being humans. By outsourcing those difficult decisions, whether it be some scientific theory or or some fucking you know cream that reduces your aging that 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 stops the aging process so you don't get fucking wrinkles or whether it's whatever it is you know it's it's when when things like this infringe upon the human experience to such a degree that it's now affecting the sports that we play, the places where we go to work out our differences with uh, reality and to escape uh, the absurdity of, 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 of this, uh, of this, of this chaotic uh, world. I think, I think it, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's pointing to something really powerful and beautiful in the human experience right now. And I think, I don't think we've kind of, I don't think we've had the last conversation on on what instant replay is going to do to our games. I think I think something something new and, and innovative is going to come from it. And and I and I think at the heart of it is going to be uh, again the, the the human fucking narrator, the ref uh, taking center stage, and then we're going to all go, oh my god, it's like we knew this before, but we forgot it, you know. And that's kind of fucking the entire fucking human history of 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 
of recorded history, we like there were so many things we already knew and we forgot because we burnt the fucking books, you know. Um, so I just hope we don't burn the fucking books on on the beauty of 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 mistakes. Yeah, and and not just the beauty, but the but also the like the the effectiveness. There's this dude who's a, a philosopher. Uh, he's in some philosophy or religious studies department. And he he wrote he he did this whole analysis of instant replay in sports, uh-huh. and this and he says, um, also just like the literal effectiveness. Uh, so the application of a static frame by frame analysis abstracted from lived experience to a context of movement can disrupt the normality of perception such that it yields problematic evidence. So like. Mm-hmm. Even in frame by frame analysis of watching mm-hmm. something on a screen, mm-hmm. it does not give you the same perception that a referent had in real time. Um, mm-hmm. live, t- live time analysis is the optimal mode of perceiving and judging certain events. Humanistically, mm-hmm. my concern is that the use of instant replay can disrupt the real life world, the life world of sport. And that's it. That's awesome. That's and some, a, and like a real, like a philosopher, a real, real philosopher. yeah, the real deal. Yeah, like why a the person hell is right about instant replay? I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> what well, I think the 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 I like great, this, the greatest this question person. that should be in addition to what you said, we were watching uh, Will Myers get brushed back on a pitch yesterday in slow motion, and it's like in in real time, it's like oh shit, I almost got him, and then you see it in slow motion, and like ah, that looks so stupid. Like come on, man, <laughs> yeah, just turn. But in but the I think the real question we beg to to ask here is what sport is instant replay actually necessary? I think in sixty minutes of football, you have sixty minutes to fucking move on to the next level and play off football. Hey, you know, like a fucking in a lot of those games go down to fucking a game winning drive. You know, in college football, they anything after the two minute like uh, two minute warning is every like first down and every touchdown is reviewed immediately what's the point of having a ref on the field you know so like that's like that's a that's a huge extreme in the fucking in the the scheme of the instant replay but does baseball really need like if like if you went down to game 7 and the your fate of the world series was left to a fucking Bad call by the umpire. That's your fault. You should have fucking swept them. You should have won in five. You should have won in six. You know, you know, it's certain little things should not be left to the refs, you know, or the umpires. Football, maybe. I don't know what the the rules for replaying basketball. Sorry, dude. You should have fucking. Uh, you have seven games to fucking pay play 40, 60 minutes of intense basketball, and you got to beat that team. You know, and I think football stepping out like in the last second, maybe touchdown in the end zone, the, the guy's foot's out. That's like that's life and death, man. Like there, there's no tomorrow. You know, there's no later on like the next day or like oh we'll get him in game three. You know, certain like in certain calls maybe in soccer, but not really because I feel it's one of the most traditional sports that I, I don't think it should be in there. But does baseball really need instant replay? Does hockey have instant replay? I, I'm not really sure what the instant replay protocols are for actually a lot of sports. But um, I don't think baseball needs it. I think it's going to ruin baseball. I think I think you should have one 
one fucking red flag in, in football. You should be able to throw it one time per game, and that should be it. And you should, and if you get it wrong, like you, you should be, uh, I don't know, like fucking penalized for it in some way other than uh, a uh, a fucking or or it should be a hundred percent up to the booth. Be like, hey man, I think like we're gonna stop this game because I think you guys got this call wrong or something, you know. But I don't think baseball needs instant replay. I think you should never leave. In baseball, where you in a homestand, you have three opportunities to beat a team. It shouldn't be left to a ninth-inning fucking foul ball. So I have two things, Profe, to say. The first one is, isn't it funny how there are certain things that we just won't regulate? We won't regulate through instant replay, like these, these, these gray area. We're like, like instant replay will not review balls and strikes, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's like, well, that would be too complicated. But you, <laughs> it would be great, yeah. Right, right. But, but, but a, but, kind of to speak to Rafa's whole point right now, uh, a whole series can be made or can be made or broken by one one poor one shitty called strike. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think last night there was a bad call uh, against uh, against a uh, fucking. I always want to call him Kirby, uh, Clay Kirby, but Kirby Yates. Yeah, you know. Um, but, but there are certain things that 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 the 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 experts say. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna fiddle with that. We'll just do these and these things, right? And and it, it kind of begs a question for me. Do you think that part of why instant replay has been endorsed by sports or why it's been kind of but one, I think people have been talking about this forever that we should use the cameras. But now that we're using them, we're like, ah, maybe it's not such a good idea to have it. But um, do you think that that because the entire world is kind of functioning and operating with this instant replay mentality, that it would be stupid or it would sports would look passe if they didn't embrace the technology, and that the the motivation behind it isn't necessarily to seek out fairness, but it's kind of like a subconscious reaction to something that's happening in, in the larger society. So therefore, they're like, yeah, we kind of have to we kind of have to use technology. The rest of the world's using technology. I mean, fucking, I think when kids are born, they get a fucking iPad and they they fill out their own forms now when they're born. They don't, you know, they're like, they, they, you know, they're fucking getting uh, 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 their their medical records and shit. But what I'm saying is, um. Do you think that has something to do with it? Yeah, no that that's a that's true. I mean, and but that in combination with the fact that sports sports has been at the forefront of of really the of valuing the ideal of 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 a meritocracy. True that. Right? Sports has been before other institutions were willing to do it. Sports was the one to say, "Look, dude, race, whatever." If it if it leads to, you know the the best man on the field and winning, then you know that that's the ultimate. That is um, that's what is sacred here. Is that true? That. Um, and so and and I so with technology, there's like the scene opportunity to 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 further enhance that using it. Um, and 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 I think and and Ralph makes a good point. I think what and and that is what's been talked about. It's like all right, so in which circumstances should we utilize this technology? Where where what does it does it make sense? Um but I think what isn't talked enough 
uh, talked about enough, which is what we're, all three of us are saying here is I think we've, we've went overboard with it and we're, yeah. and we're not thinking about like, while we're trying to cover up the, 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 the hole with the water shooting out of it through instant replay where there's hole popping out from, there's water popping out from another hole now that we, that we're kind yeah. of creating with this. Um, and so, so yeah. What, what's, what's funny too, though, is, um, do you know the story of, of when not instant replay to review a call, but like the first time instant replay ever happened? In no, let's hear it. It was in, um, a, a Navy and army college football game in the sixties. And the guy, um, the guy like figured out a way to like, oh shit! Like he figured out a way to rewind the tape and then play it like in time before the next play. Okay. Um, and this was the first time this has ever happened. <laughs> and so uh-huh. Uh-huh. the announcers had to like explain to the audience, like, no, that wasn't a second touch. Like they didn't just score a touchdown <laughs> again. <laughs> like, we just discovered history, but we just yeah. Isn't that the most like disconcerting thing when you're watching a baseball game and you're at like, the bar and you turn away and they show a home run like they yeah. show quick like you're like wait did it just happen and then you're like and then your 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 brain is like rapidly trying to assess the situation it's like oh no it's like it's still light it's dark now you know your your, your brain is, is making sense of it all and you're just like please please let this be a replay please and then it is a replay you're like okay thank god <laughs> yeah I love that feeling by the yeah. way yeah and so it's funny to think like. From there, that was the birth of, you know, of what we're talking about now. And little did that dude know who did it. Like, it's it's credited to one guy um, uh, who, who recently died. Um, little did he know what he was, what he just gave birth to, what it would evolve into. That's a pretty cool story. I like that. I think uh, Mario's right about the... I think he uh, a while ago he wrote a paper on on the commodification of baseball and how one day you started seeing hey fucking Johnny over here likes to eat pizza on Thursdays hey Johnny has a brother that hit three home runs in high school and all of a sudden like you start seeing these little thing tidbits of information that was the beginning it's like all of a sudden like and then all of a sudden everybody like hey this is fucking so and so and like you have unrelated stats that you get to read while the guy is putting his gloves on or something, you know, and just, and then, so I don't know if baseball is the first one to do it, but then you start, once he was talking about this, like you start noticing it everywhere. And then boom, here comes like anytime baseball does something, football does it, you know, anytime they do this, they do that. And it's like, like from like arena music to fucking pipe uh, to like (laughs) pumping people up, like everything. And then I think instant replay falls like completely into place with that and like we were talking earlier like so all of a sudden tennis is like hey everybody's got mm-hmm. instant replay we need it too and they don't even have instant replay it's a simulated fucking it's not a real camera it's, <laughs> like, it's like it's a cartoon of a ball hitting a, a line or not hitting the line and it's just like I, maybe there's some good technology that i don't understand behind that whole thing but i watch enough tennis and i still don't understand how their instant replay works with an animated fucking and, and like that, it's like why? Does that would be the only way I would ever accept it, profe. If if it's the replay was like a movie, like with with cartoon characters, 
they did it that way, then I would be because then you can make it really artistic with you know? music. You can make it like the design element would be very beautiful, and you could like you could hire artists to do it really fucking cool, and like you can make it you can make it really uh, really conceptual. But still review the play nonetheless. <laughs> I would be okay with that. You know, like they're doing tennis. You're like, why are you showing me a movie of this fucking review? <laughs> yeah, those, those reviews that was incredible. The ATP tennis court is fucking is blue. It is made is a blue and made with these tiny little sensors spread out through the entire floor. It's just like, would you be okay wow. with that, Profe? Yeah, I would love that. That would be yeah, that would that'd be, be cool. sick. Yeah. And that would like, be second to, or no, that would, the the next alternative would be, can we just get into the booth? Can we listen in on what they're talking about? Uh huh. Ooh. See now you're talking. That's what I was mentioning that earlier when you were talking about the art of persuasion, uh-huh. and and thinking about you know, is there potentially persuasion happening amongst these these you know, and especially if when the ref is involved in the conversation. So when it's like with, with NFL where you have the people in New York who are consulting with the ref on the field and they're like discussing, you know, surely the ref, the ref has an incentive to want to persuade that he made the right call. Mm-hmm. And how does that conversation happen? That'd be, that'd right. be awesome. If you might, them, it'd be no, you, they couldn't say anything other than something that's like 100% technical. You couldn't have any personal opinion, and then that would just create a whole other fucking shit show because it's like, oh, did you hear what the ref said? <laughs> he's like, nah, dude, he wants them to win. And then like... Then you would have to have somebody scrutinizing those guys, though. Yeah. That would yeah. see... that I'm into this kind of shit. This, this I'm cool with. Like, so if you had a booth that was observing the booth guys, that would be cool. <laughs> so then, then we, we, we watch back. So that we could check in on those guys. That would be... See, when you make it really fucking crazy and, 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 and Kafka in that way, then I'm into it. But when you try to make it fair and you go, eh, this is, this is the best we got. It's fair. And everybody goes, yay. And or I'm like, no, oh, make him a cop. Put up stats for the reviewer. Be like, <laughs> oh, this is Johnny. He's been reviewing plays for seven years. He big decisions in his career were the catch of Or put it to a fucking vote. Put it to a vote. And he's from New York, the, so therefore the, the, punch seven if he should be out. Punch nine if he should be safe. Well, we'd we'd be fucked every uh, every Dodger game. Tell me about it. So I'm going to close with something that I think is really beautiful about this issue about cheating or fairness. Um, and I think I told you this story during the week, Profe. So. Um, the, the coach for Ajax, for the semifinal team that is currently has a, a one nothing lead on on a, on a, on on a, is it Tottenham. Why do I why do I keep forgetting? No, the, the oh the it's uh, on Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, Tottenham. Tottenham yeah. I should know this, but it's just my brain is full of, full of bullshit. But anyways, the the you know Pochettino, the coach for Tottenham made a comment or a remark about how uh, it's unfair the way things worked out for his team uh, going into their match on Tuesday against Ajax, the semifinals for the Champions League. And he said, well, you know, because the, the Dutch uh, league canceled all of its, uh, its soccer activity for the week to give Ajax basically a day off and any adva- and basically give it an advantage or, or, or basically so that they would go into Tuesday's game rested 
whereas Pochettino's team, Tottenham, had to play um, a week a game during the weekend that that Ajax didn't have to because you know because Tottenham's in a different league; they're in the Premier League, and 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 Ajax is in the in the Dutch league. Uh, I'm not going to even attempt to say it's how you pronounce the name of the league, but anyways. Um, uh, that coach, Eric Ten Hag, uh, said that, well, so Pochettino says, well, it's not fair. It's not fair that these guys, you know, they fucking got to rest and we didn't get to rest and we fucking, you know, and, and this fool, the Ajax coach responded and he said, well, you're right. It's not fair, but then it's also not fair that you're the premier league and you can afford more expensive players and you have a much better, more competitive league. And, you know, no one's ever fucking talking shit about the fact that, you know, we're doing it. The Dutch team is doing it with a scrappy team that deserves to be in the semifinals because they've played their fucking hearts out. So, you know, when we talk about fairness, we have to kind of like not just look at the one thing. We need to take a real long step away from the fucking whole entire image and look at there's there's a range to fairness and unfairness. That goes beyond one singular moment, right? Um, so we need to just be careful when we think about fairness in sports that we're not becoming so obsessed with making shit so fair in that moment. When in, you know, maybe when we pull away, it's, you know, maybe there's more to the story than just saying that's not fair that you didn't get to play that you you didn't have to play a game, whereas you know we had to play a game. But then maybe it's not fair that you're the Premier League and you can't beat a fucking scrappy team from uh, from from Holland. Yeah. That raises some tough questions about this idea of fairness. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all, Rafa. Thank you for joining us. Anything else for you, Profe? No. Uh, enjoy the Preakness. I guess with with everything, they're always... Um, this, this creates a somewhat kind of interesting story now for um, for the next race. And, and enjoy... And enjoy the rest of the whole sporting season. Apparently, there's a sport called hockey. People here are crazy about it, and there's like playoffs going on. It's like a so it's exciting time of the of sports here. Yeah, uh, hockey. I, I gotta say, Tiger Woods is cool though. That video you sent me. Oh yeah, he's he's cool. Oh, Tiger Woods isn't win the U.S. Open, by the way. He's in a he's in a fucking. I still hate golf though. Can I tell you the April Fool joke that my daughter played on me? Mm-hmm. She said she comes in and she goes, "Hey, Papa, there was this there was this lady at at school today. She was teaching golf. I I think I really love golf." <laughs> she's like she's going on and on, and I'm like, "Fuck, I'm gonna have to like for once I'm gonna have to break her heart and tell her like, nope, we don't do golf in this family. You know, just like I'm sorry, we're just that's just not that's the fucking they're talk about a non negotiable. That one is one of them, you know, and I started to like formulate my argument. I'm like, fuck, how am I going to say to her? Like, no, that's not going to happen. And then she goes, April Fools. <laughs> I felt so much better after that. Your kid's an asshole. I still hate yeah. fucking golf, but Tiger Woods is cool. <laughs> uh, get to work, cabrones. There's a lot of work to be done. And um, be nice to each other and be fair, okay? We're out. Stay here. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change.
is that tune When I'm back on top Back on top in June I said that's life That's life And as funny as it may seem Some people get their kicks Stomping on a dream But I don't let it Let it get me down Cause this fine old world It keeps spinning around I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out, and I know one thing. Each time I find myself flat on my face, I pick myself up and get back in the race. That's life. That's life. I tell you. I can't deny it I thought of quitting, baby But my heart just ain't gonna buy it And if I didn't think it was worth one single try I'd jump right on a big bird And then I'd fly I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet A pawn and a king I've been up and down and over and out And I know one thing Each time I find myself Laying flat on my face I just pick myself up And get back in the race That's life I'm gonna roll myself up in a big ball and 